Okay, well, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm super excited to chat with you um, and have this brief conversation about some topics relating to leadership and emotional literacy. But I thought maybe we can just start off with you telling us a little bit about, you know, your work and what really fuels your work um, and anything else that you kind of want to share about yourself. Yeah. Um, well, firstly, thanks for having me. Um, uh, anyone who is interested to hearing me talk about things that I'm so passionate about, I'm always just so happy to oblige. So um, thanks for the invitation. Um, and, you know, I, I was just really fortunate uh, to stumble into the realm of equity, inclusion, and diversity just right out of un university, I landed this job at an organization called Harmony Movement. And um, it was a really cool place where we were, we, we essentially thought the children were the future and mm -hmm. uh, uh, we're training young people to be agents of social change by educating them on concepts that even adults at that specifically, even at that time didn't get. Um, teaching them, you know, about the power of diversity, the imperative of inclusion, the differences between equity and equality, and and um, the 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 negative impacts of discrimination and the perils of prejudice, and mm -hmm. and but not in a, a in a way where it's from a deficit. Um, um, space. It was a from a, a from an avenue of with no, knowledge is power, mm. and the more you know, the more you can change the world. And mm. we would educate them that they are uh, they are agents of social change for their community, so that they could go out and teach their peers because they are influencers, and um, use their message to inspire others to be better and 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 seek for a more fair and just world. So it was a bit of a utopia of a job. Uh, <laughs> we went across Ontario to every school board and we taught elementary and secondary school students. And, um, and, and, I, and I share that because I think that that's kind of where my passion for this work came from, um, seeing how you can, you can take a, a concept that can be complicated and synthesize it down to its simplest form for people who actually are really smart, which I think young people are really savvy mm -hmm. and really smart, and just see how much they can get it and see how it can click in and transform them. Um, so I, I would say that's where my for my passion for this work came from was through the the generosity, through the growth, through the um, eyes of young people who just really understand that the world should be one in which we all should fit equitably in. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, and I and I have kids too. And uh, uh, I I saw I didn't have kids at the time when I worked there, but I had nieces, and I would bring them with me. And I see the individuals and adults that they have become because of the, that kind of learning that they were that was instilled in them. And I always think when we look at DEI now with all the challenges that exist, I I always kind of wonder if only they had a harmony workshop. <laughs> Would this world have been so much different? Um, so I think that's that's what kind of drives me. I'm I'm I, I try to be be that agent of social change that I was tasking young people to do, and mm -hmm. I and even after I left Harmony Movement so many years ago, um, 
I still infused equity into everything that I was working on. I was actually going to go, I actually pre-harmony, I wanted to be a teacher. And I think, I, I, I constantly think I would have been a terrible teacher because I wouldn't have known all the things I know now around what equitable and inclusive spaces look like, what, um, you know, you know, different types of pedagogy and methodology that you can use to inspire unengaged um, uh, young people and bring them in, bring some engagement to them and, mm -hmm. and just see the fire that you can build in individuals who people kind of cast off and not really care about. So um, I think that organization just created a, a strong sense of empathy, recognizing that anyone anyone can do this work and it's not for certain types of people it's not for certain types of backgrounds it's not for certain types of educational um knowledge it's just for people and mm -hmm. um and we can be in service of helping and supporting each other uh in the most magical way so i think that's what drives me um as much as uh in where i started where i am now at canadian tire the the, the aim is still the same like to talk to as many people um, inspire as many people as possible because I know if, if they the folks don't who have who don't get it just haven't met us yet and yeah. if they meet us and hear us they'll actually want to be a part of this work um, um, not forcibly but through inspiration so yeah I'm, I'm like one of those blue sky idealists I, I, I still have faith in humanity I, I, I think <laughs> I do believe in the power of this work um, and uh, yeah it, that's what keeps me going every day. I love it. There's so many things there that you said that I want to pull out um, and kind of bookmark that first off that social, you know, the agent of social change, like I think that term has been forgotten in, mm -hmm. a bit in, in, in the world and that we all have the capacity to be those agents of social change. And sometimes, you know, like for I, this recording and this conversation is about, you know, leadership, but really to me, a leader is anyone who is an agent of social change, right? It isn't mm -hmm. somebody who has an executive title necessarily, but anybody from and at any age, and, and you demonstrate that so well, like from just that story, right, with, with young folks, because yeah, we all have that in us, and we all have that ability to be leaders and, you know, step into that role within our lives. And whatever that change is, whether it's in our communities or in our work. And the other thing that I love that you said is about building places where everyone can fit in equitably. And I love that because it's like, oh, it's so simple, right? But it's so complicated because of the systems that we've created that is completely not for that. It's not, mm. you know, it's not set up. It doesn't want that. So it, it kind of keeps perpetuating all these systems of harm where something as simple as that becomes so complicated and why there's so much resistance to the work as well, right? Mm -hmm. So I would love to kind of hear your thoughts around some of the stumbling blocks that you've encountered for yourself, but also with other people who have, you know, are in those leadership capacities, whether that is from the young folks or people that you work with who are trying to do the work, you know, and as you said, that it's about people and for people. And what are some of like the stumbling blocks and the challenges that they've encountered and, you know, maybe ways that they've moved through them or yourself? Yeah, you know what? It's it's interesting. Uh, this concept of leadership, I think, has has a lot of challenges with it. Uh, I think when when working at Harmony Movement, we were looking 
at, we would specifically go into the school and we say, we want your leaders, but not your typical leaders, not whoever you think you we want. That's not who we want. We want the influencers. We want the kids who are at Smoker's Corner. We want the kids <laughs> who might be sitting at the back of the class, you know, you know, doing things that maybe they shouldn't do that everyone laughs at. Mm. We want, um, we want, of course, we want the kids who get straight A's, but might might not have a ton of uh, of 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 a, a group around them. We want mm. the kids who people would consider popular. We want the kids who play sports. We want the kids who play games. Like we want all of them because they're all kind of influencers in their own important way. And and when they come into our program, um, we, we, we teach them about this concept of leadership and that they are leaders. So to be an agent of social change is to take on this, this uh, duty of being a leader and mm-hmm. that you are tasked, like you have a responsibility. I think a leader, a leader is just someone who has a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And often we conflate leadership with a title, authority, a, a type of person, your position with an organization, hierarchy, um, tenure. That I think that stuff is just what does that what does that mean? That mm-hmm. that's. I feel like that doesn't mean anything. It, well, it mean it might mean some to it might mean something to some people, but when we're talking about the type of change we're trying to make, anyone can decide. This change is a decision, um, and yeah. all of us, every single human, has agency to make a decision today that I am not going to litter, that I am not going to use this slur, that I am going to use this person's pronoun because it actually isn't that big of a deal for me but it's a huge deal for them Mm -hmm. I am going to ask my team does anyone have more questions um, before the meeting wraps I am going to hold this door for this person I am going to advocate and march in this march like we we have so many things where we can demonstrate leadership Uh, or I am not going to like yell at the person you know, when they did something wrong to me and I'm yeah. just going to, I'm, I, I am going to recognize that they, maybe they had a bad day, you know, yeah. like all of that, all of that, it's leadership. It's not just, I have a team of 17 people or I run a company of this much. So, you know, I work at a big corporation, everyone there is a leader from the person who is on the sales floor to the person all the way up in a, in a, in the office. Like everyone is a leader. Everyone has the capacity so I, I I I just share that context because I think we many of us both in the EDI space, the social justice space, and then just space in general. I think we just get this wrong. We yeah. think that change has to come from leaders, and while I think leaders, the messaging of leaders of those hierarchy, you know, senior leaders are important. That's just one piece of the messaging in the puzzle. It, it's also about how we show up. Um, you know, we have this idea that, you know, everyone should be just doing the right thing. And and if ever if if it's not these big leaders, it's all of the leaders. It's everyone. It's me. It's you. We all have the capacity to to really shape what equity work looks like. So I think sometimes what people get stumbled on is that they have to, that 
part of this work is that it's work and that you have to participate and that you can't do it passively. And it's not just one thing that you do once. It's like your ongoing commitment. It's your values. It's what you believe in. It's the world that you wish to see. It's all of those things. And, and because, because of that, it makes it hard because it creates a responsibility mm-hmm. for all of us. Mm-hmm. And we don't like responsibility. Like most of us don't like who wants to pay bills? Like yeah. who wants to get older and like take on responsibilities? Like no one wants to do those things. And and likewise within this space, you know, while I'll listen to, um, I'll read a book. You actually want me to do the things that the book says? <sighs> I don't know about that. Like, um, yeah. and, and I think we, we, we want the easy button. We want this one size fits all. Um, we, you know, leaders, the, and the challenge with leadership is that it's messy and that it's, it's complicated and, and it shifts and it changes as, as the world changes, as we change. So anyone who isn't really up for, it's like the folks who sign up for a marathon and they find out how the actual distance of a marathon, they're like, what? It's how many <laughs> kilometers? Yeah, I don't know about that. They're I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> yeah, they're surprised because the, 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 the allure of it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to run a marathon. I'll get some cute running gear, some great <laughs> running shoes. Um, and uh, yeah, of course I'll do it. Then you find out how long it takes. And mm-hmm. then you find out not even how far it is, you find out how much work you have to, how much training it takes to actually compete in this mm-hmm. work. Most of us just want to run the race and we don't want to compete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, so that's, that is like, that's what's hard and complicated and messy about this work mm-hmm. that it requires pe- leaders to want to participate, to want to sign up. It's, it requires people to stay in it no matter how far the distance. Mm-hmm. This work did not happen overnight. Mm-hmm. We are talking about generational, you know, multi generational, yeah, <laughs> multi generational issues that's going to mm-hmm. take multi generations to solve. Yeah. And then when we, when the work is outlined, that we don't do the first workout and say, peace out, I'm done. And that, we support each other. When we see people who have fallen down, we don't accost them. We don't ridicule them. We say, hey, I was just where you are. I'm going to help you. We're, we're in this together. We have to recognize we're in this together. There's no winners, losers. It's mm. just we're human. You're human. Yeah. So if that person loses, we lose. So yeah. I think it's just changing our framework of like how we're showing up for this like united marathon that we're all participating in some people don't realize they're running in it but you are in it yeah and um unless you unless we do it together we're we're not actually going to get to the finish line yeah no i i love everything you said and i almost want everyone who's listening to like stop and rewind and like (laughs) listen to all this again because it's like let that sink in and part of this is i was debating (laughs) if i should be training for a marathon so (laughs) it's top of the brain (laughs) you see you're still thinking through it i'm still thinking through it (laughs) because i honestly i I went to run a marathon and then i saw how much people was there and i'm like i don't know if i actually want to do this (laughs) yeah no it's true It's true. And and what I love everything you're saying is like, it's everything that I say about emotional literacy, because it's that same idea to, to me, you know, 
when I say emotional literacy, I don't think emotional intelligence is something that is about knowing just what you feel or just being empathic with other person. It's really about that everyday responsibility of how you choose to respond, how you choose mm -hmm. to relate. You know, how are you relating to yourself? How are you relating to others? How are you relating to the marathon, right? Mm -hmm. To to the work, mm -hmm. right? And I think to me, equity work is emotional literacy because yeah. it requires emotional literacy to say all those things that you said, all those examples that you gave to, as you were saying, I was like, that's emotional literacy in practice, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, like being able to make those choices as simple as like saying, I'm not going to yell at that person because they had a bad day. Like that is emotional literacy. Right. And so I would love to kind of draw that link between, you know, and hear your thoughts a little bit on, the importance of how we relate to one another because i think to me the systems that we're in that we're a part of are created you know based on how people relate to one another right all of the unconscious things and the conscious things that we bring into it define how we like build processes which then define the system but a lot of that is also how people relate to themselves and so mm -hmm. it's this inside and outside kind of being mirrored so you know i think you know, one of the things that I'm really committed to is kind of transforming how people relate for it to come from a place of care and, and, you know, and not from this continuous place of harm that people are relating all the time and, and with themselves. So I'd love to kind of hear your thoughts on that, especially from the lens of, you know, the equity work that you do and, and that correlation between the two and, and why it's important to kind of keep them correlated. Yeah, I think, so we have, and, and I can't take credit for this saying. Um, so uh, whenever you find who actually said this, um, we can we can credit them. But this concept that we 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 value at um, you know with my team and and how we kind of lead our equity work is fundamental to how we drive change. Proximity promotes empathy. Mm -hmm. um, like, and so. I'll break it down even more. Like I actually need to get closer to you to actually empathize with you. So how do you get closer to someone? I don't know. You ask them a question like, yeah. um, and we are a part of a culture where we don't like to ask questions. We like to assume yeah. that's why stereotypes and prejudice kind of run rampant microaggressions. That's why it runs rampant because we're making so many assumptions about people without actually knowing who they are yeah. and and had we just asked a question we would actually find out and then that's kind of the part the second problem we don't even like to wait to listen the <laughs> yeah. amount of times that people say oh how are you and you're and you know, no one's even waiting for the response they're ready to tell you something about themselves um so are you willing to ask the question are you willing to listen and then are you willing to do something with what you heard? Mm. Whether it's, you know, uh, you know, some, not everything needs an action, but sometimes it needs a, well, I'm here for you. Mm. You know, after the murder of George Floyd, one of the biggest things I heard from folks was like, no one even asked if I was okay. Mm. And that was part of the most hurtful experience. Mm. Um, not that you didn't know what to say. You didn't even ask. Yeah. Um. So, some some of it is wow. You know, maybe it's even just like I didn't realize I was doing something wrong. You know, you you asked me right at the top of the call how to pronounce my name. There is there are there are serial offenders 
out there saying, like, brutalizing people's names. Oh, you've never <laughs> even asked how to pronounce the person's name. You didn't even ask, and you're calling people things that are not their names. And some, and the worst part, people are just sitting there taking it because they don't want to. They don't want to make a make a big deal about it. They don't want to, you know, embarrass you. They don't want to for a lot of different reasons. Had you just asked them, is I'm sorry before we get started. Is this how you say your name? That would be a game changer. Mm. We we don't ask people how they are really doing we say mm -hmm. how are you but that doesn't actually mean i want a response yeah like how are you really doing mm -hmm. or asking even something how is your family mm -hmm. you know i heard you were, weren't feeling well or how like what's going on like going deeper asking people about themselves um we go into so many meetings and and you know before even not even say how's the weather people just jump right in okay what's the agenda mm -hmm. or Everyone, let's just do a quick round table. How was everyone's weekends? Yeah. We we don't we don't talk to each other anymore. Whether it's the the whole piece around social media that's you know, we're just a very disconnected culture. Yeah. Um we think we we think that we can just post something in 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 um on a social media site and walk away and not even know that it has impact on that person's well-being. Yeah. Like we're we're so disconnected. So this emotional piece is so key to equity work because the root of equity work is saying there's something wrong. There's things that are wrong. There's things that are not right. There's people who are experiencing things that you might not be experiencing. And what if the only way that you would know that is if you ask them? Mm. And if you're not asking the question, that means there's walking wounded walking around in your communities, walking around in your families, walking around in your organizations, and you've never even asked them how they are doing. Mm -hmm. You give them, you know, you hire folks and you don't even ask them, do you need, is this chair the one that you need? Yeah. Is there, are there things that you need that'll make your work experience better for you? Yeah. We're returning to work. We don't ask, we've made this change. How is this impacting your family? Yeah. COVID is coming up again. People are getting sick. We don't even ask, do you feel safe? Yeah. Will it would you be more comfortable with a mask? We don't yeah. ask anything. We just no. assume. Yeah. And and so I think the connection to this for me is folks want big solutions around equity work. And I'm always like, what if it was actually just as simple as you just asking a question? Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm a firm believer this work is not complicated. I yeah. think it's all based in humanity. And I think that's what you were alluding to. If, if without the emotional connection, without the human connection, you can't do equity work. You just yeah. can't. Equity, yeah. the whole root of equity is trying to find balance in a, in a system that's imbalanced. That sometimes that some folks um, have or experience life in a different way. And in order to find that out, in order to find out what they need, you have to ask them what they need. You can't assume, you can't assume that you know what I need. The only way you're going to know is you ask me. So you need that proximity to me. You need to get closer to me. You need to ask me questions in order to know. And when you know, then you can actually empathize with me. Yeah. So... 
it's 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 that. it's the starter it's the driver of this work i you know i i tell i tell folks don't try to solve racism or sexism or misogyny or all of those big things just solve do you actually know how people feel mm. and and even you know there's a lot of organizations that do these pulse surveys that are mm. trying to get to the empathetic feelings of what people are experiencing but if you actually aren't even listening, like once you've got the results and you're doing nothing with the results, and what yeah. was the point of asking in the first place? And that's why people are like, I don't even tell you. Yeah, because why should I trust you? <laughs> why should I trust you? Mm -hmm. So like we take that super seriously. We do a survey and months later, we are still working on the results of the survey, sharing the survey, you know, coming up with strategies for, from the answers of the survey, taking suggestions from the survey, because we want people to feel that they were heard. Yeah, That's what belonging is, feeling seen, heard, and represented. But yeah. if you're not even hearing people, then how do you see me? It's, yeah. it's, it's a weird thing. And if you can't see me, then you clearly don't know that I'm not represented. Yeah. So it all starts to fall apart. Yeah, no, I think that is so beautifully said. And I love that because, you know, I think a, a lot of people try and add more things that right? we have to do this, we have to do this, we have to do this, rather than like, let's just meet each other where we're at, and reconnect back to that humanity that's there. And as you say, ask the question, and then from there unspiral <laughs> this twists and knots that have been created, and kind of get back into that being heard, being seen and being mm -hmm. represented, right? I, I think I love that and I think it's great and it it really highlights even like all of the work that I always talk about in emotional literacy is you know I, I have this little kind of four things that I like to call observing honor integrating and transforming like you can't transform or integrate anything if you don't actually observe and honor it for what it is and if you don't actually meet someone where they're at and honor their experience as their experience you can't even you know, move forward from that. And most people just mm -hmm. want to skip to the transform, right? 100%. Everybody want, again, everyone wants the easy button. button. Yeah. Everyone wants the quick fix. No one wants to run the marathon. They kind of want someone to like give them the golf cart and drive them to the end. Or just tell mm -hmm. me how the movie ends. Like, I don't even want to yeah. participate. And yeah. unfortunately, that's not how this, that's not how it works. Yeah. No, this is amazing. I think this is a great place to wrap it up as well. And I think there's, so much in here for people to digest and sit with and listen to. So I want to say thank you again for taking the time to chat. I feel like we could talk way longer, but <laughs> I'm going to respect your time. And I know we've probably gone over, so I'm going to stop it here. <laughs> no, thanks so much for having me and the wonderful questions. And uh, yeah, and for all the work that you do as well. Thank you.